The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. All right, welcome back for another show here on Winning Ponies. As he just said, I'm John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And we got two racing regular guys that are going to uh, help us with the handicapping because it is quite the weekend uh, on the card. A lot of Oaks and Derby preps and a few that were supposed to be run that won't be. And we'll get into that. So fresh out of the gate. The odds maker at Northern Kentucky's Turfway Park, Mike Battaglia, will be with us. Of course, Mike, uh, for so many years, uh, called the Kentucky Derby. Uh, still, I believe, does the line for the Kentucky Derby and uh, still is the odds maker at Turfway Park. So he's on top of the races uh, we're going to handicap. Of course, the, the big one there, this is Turfway's biggest day. It's sad to hear they're going to get some rain, but it's poly track, so it won't affect the racing. And uh, it's what's now called the Jeff Ruby Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S. I don't know how I convinced the jockey club of that, but Jeff's got a lot of power. He probably invited them all out to dinner, and after they had a steak, they said, that's fine, Jeff. Bob. Best stake you'll get in the Midwest outside of the Pine Club in Dayton, Ohio. Anyhow, the, the Jeff Ruby stakes, uh, there's only one horse coming out of a race as the favorite. And then Mike's father, John, created this series leading up to it. It was always called the Spiral Stakes, and it was supposed to spiral you into the Kentucky Derby. And uh, the one, two, three finishes of the John Battaglia were. Uh, were in there and the other thing that makes this race so interesting is from the field the horses are coming from six different tracks in their last start and many of them on different surfaces dirt poly track or turf so uh happy to uh chime in with mike on that of course their undercard's pretty strong too for sure uh one of my favorite races from the past the kentucky cup classic a hundred thousand dollars uh that'll be going a mile and an eighth i remember when uh, silver charm dead heated in there i'll have to quiz mike as to who he dead heated with and then the uh bourbonet oaks uh could influence the kentucky oaks and that'll be a one mile race uh, that's considered their 10th. Another one that uh, looks to me to be pretty wide open. But, hey, that's why we got Mike Battaglia here to try to help us out. And then uh, Brian Zipsy, uh, great guy. I love him. And he always says, oh, call me anytime, John. Well, I had to call him this morning because uh, the guest I was supposed to have, um, something happened that prevented him from doing the interview. Exactly what? I'm not 100% sure, but he just said, I'm really sorry in such short notice. I can't do it. So uh, change of plans there. But Brian's going to help us. Got some great races. Of course, the Gotham at Aqueduct. You know, a lot of great horses won this race on their way to the Kentucky Derby. And then Oaks Points in the Busher Stakes. That also at Aqueduct. Then we go down to 
Tampa Bay Downs. It's the Tampa Bay Derby. Interesting field assembled for that. And there's an Oaks Points race at Oak Lawn Park. And that is the Honey Bee. This has always been a strong race. Uh, no matter who the winner is, keep an eye down the road. And I did this last year, made a lot of money. For some reason, this is a key race. A lot of good fillies come out of the Honey Bee. So whether they go out of the Oaks or not, keep an eye out for horses coming from the Honey Bee. So with all of those races mentioned, um, what I didn't mention was the races that we were going to uh, handicap from Santa Anita, and I will get into that uh, in a minute. Uh, meanwhile, because of all the great racing that's out there and the great handicappers we've got here with us tonight, um, want to uh, tell you that all you can do is get all the tools you can get, and you want to come over to uh, Winning Ponies. And pick up the easy win forms. It's just that easy, very affordable, and very profitable, particularly this week. Now, uh, we got one in just before Santa Anita closed uh, on the second, $1 super high five that paid 3733 And then over at Turf Paradise, uh, this was just yesterday, a 50-cent pick four paid 3405 You can go to winningponies.com and get all of the uh, results of the uh, the hits that we've had. We we put our picks up there uh, after the race is run so you can see what, what uh, actually our payouts are. We don't win every race, but those that we win pay off pretty good. That's the easy win forms. And again, I want to thank uh, Woodbine for sponsoring us. And I'm going to be with a staple of Woodbine on Saturday as I will be attending Sandy Hawley's wedding to the beautiful ex-Japanese jockey, Keiru Tushia. And that's going to happen down at Lexington. Pat Day is going to be the minister. And uh, Chris McCarron is going to be the, I guess, master of ceremonies, you could call him. Uh, he'll be keeping things going there. So I, I will give you a full report on uh, Sandy Hawley's wedding next week here on uh, Winning Ponies. So that's the lineup for tonight. Some of the things that uh, will be happening now. Of course, the big happening, this even, when, when I look up and I see local news covering Santa Anita, you know that it's bad because that's about the only time that local news covers racing. So, as you know, may know by now, uh, they have suspended all racing at Santa Anita, just plagued by by terrible weather. If you've been watching the national news, you can see all the things that have been happening uh, out at Santa Anita. So they had to bring in the big guy, Denny Moore. So they've canceled everything. And I'll tell you what is happening as, as we go along. But they're starting as of today to test uh, the main track. And the main thing they say is they don't have a timetable for completion of the testing. So they're not pushing this along, uh, trying to get things going. So Dennis Moore, who used to be the track man and had retired from there just to do, I believe, uh, Del Mar or one other track, kind of want to slows down. He's 69 years old and wants to take it easy. So as the former track superintendent, they called him in as a consultant. And uh, as you may or may not know, the reason for this cancellation is since they opened, they've had 21 equine fatalities related to racing. And... Uh, the uh, training has been suspended, and uh, 
so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But with all of that suspended, the races I was going to handicap with my West Coast connection um, have been canceled. So uh, we're talking about the, the key race, the San Felipe. Uh, was canceled there at Santa Anita, along with several other graded stakes races. This was going to be a big weekend out there. So uh, there are options. Nobody's sure. It's kind of a very fluid thing. Now, the good news is out there that the training track has been open for light training. So horses will be allowed to gallop and jog uh, from 5 in the morning to 11 starting tomorrow uh, but remember you can't have a timed workout or anything like that so uh, it'll just be open for galloping jogging but boy at least that lets them get out of the barn and um, so the horses will get to stretch their legs now the Los Alamitos owner has offered to run the Santa Anita race dates Ed Allred is his name and they'd be willing to step in if for some reason the track has to be taken up or extended you know those uh, derby prep races uh, you can't push them back past the first saturday in may uh they've got to happen so um anyhow los al has offered to take a santa anita's dates and uh move them over there and already says he'd be willing to run the whole stakes schedule and everything uh, because those important races uh scheduled uh on the grass uh and uh, at the the Derby and the Oaks. So um, it's kind of a wait and see. Now here is the the linchpin could be the the Rebel Stakes because now th- these guys got to get their thing together and uh, it's like uh, they they got to get into a points race and they're looking and their horses were trained up to go into the San Felipe. Where do they go now? Well. Oaklawn could split the Rebel Stakes if there's enough interest. And uh, so I would not be surprised. I believe that they have to have um, 20 entries. Let me scan down here. So it'll be the first time in history that a million-dollar race has been running in two divisions. Here's what here's it is. Um, 20 or more horses have to enter into the Rebel, and they will split it. Now, they're going to move the purse of each race to 750000 to keep both uh, legs eligible for derby points. Now, they're going to scale the derby points down. Uh, it was scheduled to be an 85-point race, 50, 20, 10, and 5. And now it would be 37 and a half, 15, 7 and a half, and three and three quarters <laughs> in other words it's going to be tempered down a little bit but you'll still be able to get points going towards the derby so that's the latest news right there all right we had a slew of races at Gulfstream park last week let's get through as many as we can before josh tells me you're out of here and uh, we'll run backwards here uh the the mcdermita of course a big long race on the turf uh, the winner in there was, horse we liked, Zulu Alpha. Perfectly timed ride by Irad Ortiz. And this was Byron King's second pick, Zulu Alpha. In the second spot was a 13 to 1 shot, Mel Mitch, coming out of a strong stake at Gulfstream Park. And third was Curlin' Rock. Then, the Fountain of Youth. Hope you got to see this one. Shug McGee has a hot three-year-old by the name of Code of Honor that slipped away 
at nine to one. Now, this horse, owned and bred by Will Ferris, who stands the sire noble mission at Lane's End Farm. And Code of Honor just saved ground, started moving at the three furlong pole, and got the job done. Boy, John Velasquez is on a lot of live horses heading into the Derby. I'll tell you, a horse you want to put on your list, folks, Bourbon War, absolutely flying. And uh, he ended up in the second spot, but definitely looks like he wants to stretch out. Trained by Mark Hennig, it's a son of Tappet. Bourbon War, put that horse down. He looks like he's screaming for a mile and a quarter. And in the third spot, it's a horse who was undefeated coming into this race, Vacoma, who's trained by George Weaver. All right, moving right along, the Devana Dale. This was a $200,000 race for Phillies, a grade two. And the winner, Jeltrin. Talk about upset time in a head bob. With Cookie Dough, 50 to 1, Geltron. Cookie Dough, 13 to 1. A $2 exacta brings you back $1,025. And in uh, the uh, third spot was Champagne Anyone. Then uh, we came into the Honey Fox. And this was a huge race by Precious and Byron King like this one. Of course, everybody listened to us and it went off at even money. So uh, uh, this uh, uh, was a huge win, just a really sensational. Keep an eye out for this mare out of the, guess what, Chad Brown barn. Second was Vela Victorian at 6-1 to one who had the lead but got caught by the Irish bread. And third was Bella Vase who was very fresh off a sharp win. Uh, we uh, then moved on to the Here Comes the Bride and uh, it's around the 16th on the turf. The winner in there was Cambier Park horse is only making its third lifetime start, a $1.2 million Keeneland September yearling. Well, I think I've rambled on long enough, and uh, we will take a quick break and hopefully be back with Mike Battaglia. I'm John Engelhardt. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. All right, and with me, a gentleman I've known for many, many years uh, through our connections that, heck, I think I can go back to Latonia, uh, Turfway Park, and, and Keeneland. We would always cross paths, and uh, he's one of the most respected handicappers out there. Uh, you know him as Mike Battaglia, as I spoke earlier. The guy has called the Kentucky Derby, makes the line for the Derby, and makes the line for Turfway Park. So I think we're talking to the right guy to talk about a couple races there. Mike, how are you doing? How are things go at the draw? Good, John. How's it going with you? Very good, very good. It's just I'm I'm not happy about the weather report. Sounds like uh, might be a little yeah. rain coming in. But with with you know poly track, you don't have to worry about it. But still, it makes for a nicer day for the general public. I know they're welcome to come in uh, at no charge this year. So uh, hopefully they still will. Heck, they can go inside the grandstands. Only the horses and jockeys that got to get wet. Yeah, just come before it starts raining and stay till it stops. Spend the day. <laughs> I, I l- love your attitude. Well, uh, well, last time I saw you, we, we were escaping an evacuated building together. Uh, it was kind of a strange night, but it turned out to be a fun night. Uh, the night that uh, the, the race that's a memorial to your father, John, is run at Turfway Park. That, that was kind of interesting. No sooner do I run into you and Chris Collinsworth, there's Sandy Hawley and Pat Day and a slew of jockeys. It was, it was a weird situation, but it turned out to be fun. It was. It, well, there was. A, well, explain. There was a small fire. I think it was all the way up on the roof. We were in the. Yes. We were down on the first floor, but they yeah. evacuated the whole place. So we're all walking out there. It was the night of my dad's race. So you know, we had all, and our horse was running in it. So we had all the people that uh, a lot of the owners of the, the, we had the part of the horse called Dabo, and it was the night they had the. Uh, 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 the uh, ex jockeys, the you know that they, they come out and raise money for the jockeys guild and everything. Pat was down there, Sandy Hawley. There were a bunch of them. Steve Coffin. Yeah, we were all it was just you know we standing outside freezing until they said, "Well, you can go back in now." It was nothing. <laughs> yeah, I guess they had it out in five minutes. So and it was way up on the roof, but but I guess better safe than sorry. Well, yeah, you know yeah, what? they had to do it. Yeah. Uh, an- another ironic thing. Uh, Turfway might have a really good handle on Saturday because if anybody's looking to bet the races at Santa Anita, that's not going to happen. Right. And I'll tell you what, you know, we've had some bad cards and some, you know, uh, bad, bad races for the, for the meet. This is an excellent card. Tyler Picklesheimer has put together a great race card. We've got six stakes races, all of them good, great betting races. It's uh, yeah, I, I was just glad to see it. Uh, you know, the, the day of the Ruby Stakes, and they did it well. They got even, and there's, uh, you know, some good maiden races, an allowance, starter allowance, good, just a good card. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, Mike, I, I, I will be honest with you. I mean, I know who you made as the favorite in the Jeff Ruby stakes, uh, but I, I usually download my past performances so early that there's no uh, odds on there. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be winging it. Of course, all of us will be rooting for Dabo to win this race. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. But uh, uh, certainly uh, some like it Brown, I think, uh, definitely has a big target on his back because it looks like he absolutely loves the poly track. And uh, he's got the right connections. I, I think Mike Maker uh, is now the all-time leading trainer um, at at Turfway Park. Yeah, um, he's won. He's won the Sparrow Ruby, uh, being whatever four times already. So yeah, yeah. And one of the guys that owns this, uh, Harvey Diamond, he's part of that Sky High Racing. Um, he won yeah. the WEBN Stakes a couple of years ago with Twinspired. So he's no stranger to Turfway. No, they, that, those are good people. Sky High Racing, the Sand Dollar, they, that, those are a couple good outfits there, I'll tell you. And uh, the, the, some like it, Hot Brown is my pick in the race. I, he just, you know, we ran against him in the Bataglia. He beat us like four and a half lengths. It was his first start since November. And, you know, he, he just he just won easily that day. Uh, he, you know, this horse has proven grade one horse. He was third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, beating a, you know, less than a length and... Uh, Gaffleon, Tyler Gaffleon coming in to ride. He and Mike Maker teamed up to win this race with uh, Fast and Accurate a couple years back. And uh, this horse just looks awful good. He's got to improve off his last race. I think the only way that uh, that, that he loses is if, uh, I guess, you know, uh, 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 Mark Cassie's horse. He, he, he could be a good one, Skywire. He's only run twice. He's won both of them. Uh, he, you know, last time I was on a sloppy track at Gulfstream. You don't know he's going to handle our poly. He won on the poly at Woodbine. Uh, he, you know, he could be a good one. And there's a couple of other horses in there. Five Star General's got speed, and I think Dabo, our horse, will improve. It's a mile and eighth, and I think the pace will be quicker. But uh, uh, it just, just I, I was telling, you know, the rest of the guys that with this horse, I said, uh, I don't think we can beat some like it Brown, like it Hot Brown, some like it Hot Brown. I keep. That, 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 I don't, that, that name kind of keeps getting everybody. Yeah. They, leave, they leave one of the words out. I don't know why. Right. But anyway, I, I just think he's going to be awfully tough to beat. If anything, he's going to get better on his, with his second start with that one under his belt. And I don't think that Mike Maker had him you know, completely cranked for that first race. And here he comes back, and uh, a month later, he, he's going to be tough. So uh, he's got the tactical speed. He's also one of a mile and an eighth. He broke his maiden at a mile and an eighth at Saratoga. He only did that by eight lengths, just drew away. So he's, he's going to be tough to beat. Eddie's the son of Big Brown, who's who's won the Kentucky yeah. Derby. And I remember yeah. early in his career, they thought he was going to be a grass horse, and obviously he turned out to be a dirt runner. And I think Big Brown, yeah. I know it's later later in his career, but I think he's got a horse in the Gotham, too. I was doing some handicap, and it's like, heck, this is going to be a good weekend for old uh, uh, Big Brown if he gets it done here. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely not. Hey, can, can you just share with us a little bit uh, about Daba, how you became a, a partner and uh, – if are there, I noticed Chris Collins was at the track. I don't know if he's involved in it. Uh, you, tell us about it. Yeah, well, we've we've had horses together. Uh, Tom Hammond started Peacock Stable a long time ago. He was uh, he's had numerous horses, and um, you know, so that's that's where we got the Peacock Stable. Tom's been a partner in every horse 
a, we, we started uh, in with him. Well, we've bought about five of them, I guess, me and Chris Collinsworth and uh, 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 Jay Gruden's in. He's uh, the, the coach. The red really? Coach, Jay Gruden. He's, yeah, he's part, he's our part owner. It's Paul Gunther. The, uh, he was former uh, defensive coordinator for the Bengals. Now he's with Oakland as the defensive coordinator. He's in on the horse. Uh, we got, uh, you know, Michelle Tafoy and her husband from, from Sunday Night Football, the director, Drew Essikoff, the producer, Fred Godelli, they're all part of it. Uh, we, we got a lot of guys. Jeff Ruby owns part of it. I mean, we, we've got, we, we're, we've got like 20 people, 20 different owners in Dabo, and we own it in partnership with West Point. Uh, West Point, Terry Finley, they bought this horse, and uh, Dale Romans trains, trains for them. He's trained horses for us. He knew we were looking. He said, you guys want to, you know, partner up on this horse. Split the expenses. We said, yeah, you know, not, not, none of us think we're going to make money in this game. We just do it. We, we do it for fun, you know. It's a, it, it, We don't put that much money into it. We got 20 people. We only own half of the horse. I think I own maybe less than 2%. <laughs> so, it's still it's fun. Like, uh, it's, but it's just fun, you know. Absolutely, I do because that—that's what I did with a lot of partnerships. I think you owned a little bit more yeah. than two, but uh, even if you got five, it's your horse. You get the winning pitcher to put up in your man cave or sure. whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've com- had—we've had a couple. We've—we've we've had five or six. We've never made money with any of them, but we've never—we haven't lost much. And uh, you know, this one looks like he could be—he uh, could be a good one. That was—I—I I personally wasn't that keen on the horse, but. They all like the horse. I talked to Terry Finley. He had good things to say about the horse, and I respect them. And so I thought, well, let's give it a shot, you know? Yeah, well, I had Jeff Lifson on the show two weeks ago, and he was talking about the different partnerships they do, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll be pulling for Debo in guy. here. Yeah, Jeff's a great guy. I really like Jeff. All right, well, I, I want to get to uh, the, the Bourbonnet Oaks, and it breaks my heart to not see these horses graded anymore, and I know it breaks yours even more. But nonetheless, it's yeah. still getting some Oaks respect for sure. Um, I had a hard time ferreting these ones out. So with a guy that's holding PPs with no odds on it, can you walk me through it, Mike? Well, you know what? I, I think that's probably the toughest race. On, on the card to make the line for you could you could go any five or six different horses i made into trouble favored uh you know he, he this horse ran he won the or she won the arlington washington lassie which it's not to say that used to be a very prestigious race i think it's really gone down in prestige didn't run well in the alcibiades but uh you know that was that was a tough race came back ran once this year ran second tampa you got good people ben colebrook Meyer farm Owns a horse. I think this horse probably be the favorite. Went two out of four with a second. I kind of like Naughty Joker, Wesley Ward's horse. Uh, Bayerano, since they're not running in California, Bayerano's coming in to ride a couple of horses for Wesley Ward uh, on the card. And Naughty Joker is a horse that really I liked. Uh, I watched uh, her run her first race in um, at Kentucky Downs. She got slaughtered that day she ran second against princess causeway who came right back to win then she ran against colts and she was second then johnny v jumped on her back and she broke her maiden at churchill racing real green in the slop i think this is she was a big filly and i think uh i haven't seen her this year but i like the way she'd been working i love wesley ward off the layoff you know how he gets horses ready so i think she'll run real well but there's a few of mike makers got uh, two horses in there both of them could run well 
that uh, Ignacio Corius has got a horse that I would like to break him from the 12 hole. This gold credit horse, I think, has got a shot, too. But that, that, this, is a, this is a wide open race. I'm giving a slight edge to Naughty Joker, the presence of Bayerano, the uh, way Wesley Ward gets him ready off of the layoff. And uh, I just thought she had a lot of promise as a two year old. She's been off since November, though. Yeah, Mike, you just brought up something that I hadn't thought of is that. The Santa Anita jockeys, we're going to find them popping up all over the place until yeah. they fix things <laughs> yeah. over there. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's, they they got nowhere to go now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I got it's, a question mark. Like, I'm laughing. Right I don't on. mean to laugh at it, but it's, it's just, it, you know, they, they've had so much problems, so many problems out there. I mean, 21 horses since since December, and uh, uh, it's just a battle of midway going down like that. The horse ran third in the derby, and... It's it's just it's it, they, they you know the, the weather it, it, you get that much rain it does stuff to the track and it does stuff to any racetrack. I just I just wish them all the best. I hope they get the problem straightened out and they get back to racing real soon. I do too, and I hope they figure out where all these uh, Derby and Oaks preps are going to end up if they don't I get know. it fixed. I, I know, know that Lawsale has you know, offered Baffert's to do got, it, and Baffert's, it looks like the Rebel might be an ready. overflow race. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, all right. Well, listen, Mike, uh, my producer's telling me I only got a couple minutes left. This was a great race. Uh, I know you remember Tom Hunt that used to run camera for your uh, show yeah. at, at, at Turfway Park. We got talking about a year ago about the Kentucky Cup Classic and how that yeah. race always drew uh, just fantastic fields. Um, oh, and, and I'm trying Tom to think. came and ran in that, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I keep forgetting the horse that Silver Charm dead heated with that day. Uh, good question. It was. Uh, he he was a real dark, almost black horse. I don't know if he was a devil's yeah, do. I darn can't. it. Well, I'm, and anyhow, yeah, I went. I went to look it up in the racing manual, and they don't even list the Kentucky Cup Classic anymore. And that race always drew really top horses. Had that bothered oh, Well, we had Cat Thief get run yeah. the Kentucky Cup Classic, get beat, and go and win the Breeders' Cup Classic off of that race. Right. That, was a, that was a Wayne Lucas coup. Well, Mike, uh, just in the time we got left, um, you know, uh, there's three horses in here making their seasonal debut. Um, they're coming from everywhere uh wh where should i go when i show up to the window what in the classic you're talking about yeah or, oh well I, you know who i'm going for i'm going for royal sun in the in the kentucky cup classic I, I the horse didn't win a race only raced three times last year had some problems i've seen this horse run at turfway before and if he runs if he's back to his best you know snucky sneaky little bullet work on february the 26th for Kellen Gorder, I'm thinking he might snap back to his best form for the and he might get five or six to one on him too. Ah, very interesting. Well, it, yeah. it, it will be interesting. It's a mixed field. You got you know three horses making their seasonal debuts. Very much a mixed bag, but boy, great memories of the uh, Kentucky Cup Classic uh, yeah. there at Turfway Park. Well, uh, Mike, where where are we going to find you on Saturday? So I'll be there. I'll be in the tent. We've got uh, we got all of our people are going to be there. <laughs> We've got a good contingency coming. 
It should be fun. I hope you have it. I'm sure you will be with the group you're hanging out with. Mike Battaglia, I can't thank you enough for joining us here, and have a great day at the races. Anytime, John. Thanks. Okay. We've been talking with Mike Battaglia, the odds maker at Turfway, and we're going to take a quick break, and Brian Zipsy's going to help me uh, tack at least four Derby and Oaks points races. Let's go to break. I'm John Engelhart. This is Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full field with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, my man, Brian Zipsy. He made the mistake of saying, John, call me anytime. The many times I've interviewed him on this show, and I certainly take advantage of anybody that opens that door. Brian, how are you doing, my friend? John, call me just about anytime, almost anytime. How, how's that? <laughs> I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, surviving. You've been through the same winter I have. You know, one day it's spring, one day it's uh, six degrees below zero i don't know when the heck this thing's gonna we're supposed to get two inches of snow tonight and uh, i think spring's like what 10 days away or something so i i will welcome it with open arms for sure you and me both brother march march 8 in kentucky it's not supposed to snow no, and then we got daylight savings time coming, so all will be well with the world. Uh, that gray winter front depression will go away, and uh, we can we can smile and just play the ponies. There you go. Well, listen, this is a great weekend to pay the ponies. Uh, 
play the ponies, and uh, hopefully the uh, ticket clerk will be paying me after. Um, just had Mike Battaglia on. I don't know if you're going up to Turfway on Saturday or not, um, but uh, good card there, six stakes. Uh, should be very interesting. The the tough part about capping that card, of course, on, on this day is the horses just come in from everywhere. And uh, something Mike pointed out that I thought was really interesting. I'm looking down, and Rafael Bayarano is riding for Wesley Ward. And I'm like, what's up with that? And he's like, hey, John, these guys, they're they're bailing on San Anita. They're all looking for live mounts and stakes races. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's right. Mike Smith's gonna be uh, Mike Smith's gonna be in New York. Uh, you know, they got to go where the money is, where the races are. And uh, right now, unfortunately, it's not Santa Anita. So uh, Turfway, uh, Aqueduct, where wherever it be, good good riders, good horsemen uh, coming out there for a little while. Absolutely. Well, um, I hope you got my email and stuff on the races I wanted to talk about because there are a lot of them on Saturday. Uh, that it will have implications for both the Derby and the Oaks. Uh, you want to head to Aqueduct for the first couple of races? Let's do New York, John. All right, let's do New York. Well, the Gotham Stakes, it's now a grade three, and so it's lost some of its luster. I mean, you can go back to when this uh, race was first creative, and the champion, uh, native dancer won the race but then as we you know move along to uh, more modern times uh there's horses whose names you will recognize such as secretariat won this race uh his best son general assembly won this race um and then we got into uh easy goer the legendary easy goer uh won won the gotham and so th- this race uh, ha- has a really uh, rich history in modern days. Uh, horses, a lot of people listening will remember. Stay Thirsty, Hanson, Vijack, who luckily didn't get didn't break down, but did have an injury at Santa Anita last week. So uh, the horse has a, the, the race has a great history. I believe it is about uh, sixty five years old, and. Uh, this year draws together an interesting group. I mean, what I'm seeing, Brian, is this race has a whole lot of pace setters. So, I, you know, I think it's all about the setup in this race. Yeah, I do too. I, I think there's two things at play here in this year's Gotham. And, John, you were talking about history of uh, the Gotham, and, and I love that sort of stuff. So I just want to throw out the names Proud Appeal and Cure the Blues at you and your listeners because uh, – I can never think about the Gotham without thinking about what they did uh, so many years ago, in 1981, I want to say. And uh, if you've never seen that race, YouTube, because it's one of the greatest battles that I've ever seen. And that happened in the Gotham, uh, I guess, uh, going on uh, 30-something years ago. But uh, anyway, yeah, this, this race, I think it boils down to two things. How good will Instagram be as a three-year-old? And just how crazy is this speed going to be? Because... You look at you look at the main contenders in here, John, and and five of the six of them, in my eyes, are speed horses. I know, and you know th- th- they're going to be going a mile, um, and uh, it, it's just when I when I started from the outside, and you know, uh, Tickfin Flu, not that Brady, Instagram, all three of those breaking from the outside like to go to the front and have early speed and um I, i'm just wondering 
the and again, I don't have any odds here, but I'm thinking Mind Control's probably got to be one of the favorites. Um, and coming out with a very strong buyer, he also has uh, early speed. I mean, if you put a line through his Breeders' Cup Juvenile, um, this horse is sensational. He goes right to the top. Written by Johnny V, trained by Greg Sacco, uh, a son of State Thirsty. Uh, this horse has made every lifetime start at a different track. Five lifetime starts, so he doesn't have to carry his track with him. Uh, he, my eye is kind of drawn to him and Instagram. But like you said, who's going to get spent on the lead? Uh, who's going to be smart enough to maybe try to take off it? Now, being a mile at Aqueduct, that's a one-turn race, isn't it, Brian? Yeah, it's one turn, and, and and I think it just adds to what we're already talking about, Sean, because I love a, a long sprint, a, a one-turn uh, mile or even seven furlongs where there's a load of speed because even more so, I think it really does set up for a horse to pick up the pieces and, and it, it take advantage of uh, a 44 and change or something, contested pace. And yeah, you're talking Instagram, by the way, we don't know how good he's going to be. You know, mind control, you said, I think he's a deserving second choice in here. He's just a nice horse. But I think, I think for, for good reason, we think he's probably just a cut below the very best. And I think that coupled with all the speed and he's a speed horse, it's going to make him tough make it tough for him to, to get the job done over a horse like Instagram in here. If Instagram runs his very best, uh, Instagram could win this regardless of the pace. I, I, I'm hoping that uh, you know they they, they want to teach him a little bit about getting ready for the Kentucky Derby, and they see this pace and they take him, uh, they they let him rate just a little bit. They say he's a very smart horse, great temperament. So I I could see him sitting in second and third, but still, that's going to be tough in here if they're running that fast. The one horse I think this race is really setting up for on paper is is Heichel. Uh, high yes, goals at Kieran yes. McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's he's going to be eight to one or something. Uh, I I don't think he could be lower than the fourth or fifth choice. Just looking at his accomplishments compared to horses like Instagram and Mind Control. But he's really the only horse that wants to rally, and 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 the fact that he's gone a little bit shorter than this, I don't I don't mind at all because a one turn mile should be right up his alley. And with four or five horses on a contested lead, uh, Heichel really should pick up the pieces. I, I, I'm looking forward to betting the Gotham just to get Heichel in first or second. If Instagram is a freak and he can do it after seven months away and he can do it with all this speed around him, more power to him. But I, I really expect Heichel to run a good race. It's funny. It's like, I don't know, you sure you don't have a camera in here? Because I've got a star by him, and it's like, this is the one that can rate, and he's a horse for course. He's made all three lifetime starts at Aqueduct and has uh, two wins and a second, and his second was was in his debut where he was closing well at seven furlongs. So, uh, you know, I mean, Kieran McLaughlin with a Shadwell homebred, um, you know, it'll, it's going to be interesting, but he was my pick, too. Now, Instagram, obviously, he's the eyebrow raiser because he sold for $1.2 million, undefeated, both of his wins coming by 10 lengths. I'm sure Dre, 
Drayden Van Dyke is kicking himself for not realizing, hey, they're not racing at Santa Anita. I'll go ride Instagram. But, but you know, obviously Jerry Hollendorfer thought he was staying on the West Coast, and Castellano picks up the mount. But uh, yeah, I, I I love the fact that you love High Cal, and let's stop talking about him. Maybe we can get eight to one. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hoping eight to one. We'll, we'll see. I, I guess a lot of people are going to see what we see, but just with Instagram and the others, I think we have to get at least some odds in here. And, and eight to one sounds about right for me, and that sounds great. All right. Well, uh, let, let's make this one quick at Aqueduct because I want to get to the Tampa Bay Derby. Um, the Busher has Oaks Points. Wide open race, in my opinion. Again, I have no odds in in front of me. Um, it looks like, you know, please fat, flatter me is one that's improved every single start. Um, but outside of that, um, I, I had a hard time coming up with any horse to beat in here. Yeah, it really is a wide open race. And please flatter me coming from Penn National and Laurel has, has really been terrific. Now she's certainly stepping up in class. Although the horse she beat in the last two races already came to Aqueduct and won a stakes race, so that that flatters. Please flatter me a little bit, if you will. Um, she she's the best horse on paper, but um, there there's some speed in here. I think she's going to find some some new uh, wrinkles uh, to worry about with other speed and a little bit more class and and a mile for the first time. One turn mile speed. It sounds familiar. It, it does set up like the Gotham. It's not as crazy with all the speed in the busher, but uh, I really like the horse on the outside a little bit. Uh, her name is Aura Moore. Uh, she's a daughter of Orb for Todd Pletcher. She's 6-1 to one on the morning line job. She's actually my top pick in here, a wide, open, a wide open race, as you mentioned, but I just like those two races at Gulfstream. She showed an explosive move in both. Um, she's not going to be far off the pace by any means. She's not going to be as far out as Heichel. Uh, in the Gotham, but uh, a a little less pace in here, and I think she should get a good trip from the outside. She's way outside, and I just think she uh, is ready to step up from a maiden allowance win to to this class, because I don't think there's any uh, Instagrams in the busher. Um, Oxy Lady, there's a bunch that could run for sure. Please flatter me, we talked about. Oxy Lady, I I think, could bounce back after a disappointing effort in the... uh, the Rachel Alexander down in New Orleans, but uh, uh, I just have a feeling from what I've seen from Aura Moore so far that she's going to take to her stakes debut pretty well, and I think she'll probably get a good setup in another one-turn mile. All right, we're talking with Brian Zipsy, who's helping us get through the big races on Saturday. Let's go south now to the Tampa Bay Downs. Tampa Bay Derby. Every horse in the race is nominated to the Triple Crown. Of course, uh, you like to have a race over the strip and uh, well-defined, went wire to wire in the Sam Davis. Uh, that is the uh, major prep for this race, and in doing so, uh, recorded a 93 buyer. But there are several others to look at, and the one that a lot of people are talking about are, is, I don't know how to pronounce this, win, win, win. Uh, who's only lost one race uh, in in his career. Um, so I'm going to let you take it from here because I could babble on about four other horses if I wanted to. Yeah, it, it's a, it's another wide open race, and and I had pretty strong opinions in the two Aqueduct Stakes that we already talked about in Heichel and uh, Oramore, but in the Tampa Bay Derby, I am uh, 
I'm kind of on the uh, cautious side. I'm dipping my toe in a little bit more cautiously because I, I really could see five, six, seven horses potentially winning this race. You mentioned well-defined. Uh, he seems like a horse who, once he gets the lead, can be very, very difficult. Once he is uh, having a hard time getting the lead, it, it's not going to be his day. I have a feeling there's going to be more pace than he saw in the Sam F. Davis. So I'm going to try to beat well-defined. I don't necessarily think he'll be the favorite, but he should be one of the favorites. And you mentioned Win Win Win, who just blew the doors off uh, the track in his competition when he won locally in the Pasco Stakes, but he's never been beyond seven furlongs. All signs are good. He's got some pedigree there, and he's working uh, great at Tampa Bay. So, uh, And he rallied in those last uh, few sprints. So he, he's an interesting proposition in here. He'll probably lay off the pace just a little bit and, and try to make his move. Dream Maker is a very interesting horse from Mark Cassie's barn. Yes. Uh, well-bred. And uh, his maiden win was huge. And then he failed in a couple stakes races last year. Uh, but I think he had a few excuses. And, and then he came back and his allowance, his return to the races was an allowance race at fairgrounds and it was awesome so if if he can handle the competition i actually think dream makers probably the horse to beat he can come from off the pace a little bit which i think in this race as well is probably a good thing there's a couple horses in here with odds that i think are interesting as well and in a wide open race i always like to sprinkle in some horses with odds those two would be tacitus uh, a Bill, lightly raced Bill Mott, uh, regally bred, uh, daughter of, Ta- uh, son of Tappet out of, uh, the excellent mare Close Hatches. Wasn't, wasn't any great shakes in New York, but showed enough potential in his first two starts to think where if he develops a little bit, also can come off the pace a little bit. He's very interesting. 12 to 1 on the morning line. And then I think a, a bomb might be a son of Quality Road named the Right Path. Also only had two races, one nicely in New York, and then had some trouble uh, when beaten by another horse in this race last time. But I think the right path might be a horse who can really improve off that second start and uh, could could connect here in the Tampa Bay Derby at 20-1 to 1 or something. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Outshine, it looks like, you know, a horse that, that can rate um, – off the other Colts in here has made huge jumps in his speed figures. And uh, Todd Pletcher equipped him with the blinkers last time out and uh, just won as uh, Johnny V pleased. Uh, Joel Rosario will be in the saddle today. And uh, looks like he's training sprightly in the morning will be another one to uh, keep in the mix. We're talking with Brian Zipsy. I think I got about two minutes left and. Not sure if you had a chance to look at Oaklawn, but the Honey Bee is an Oaks Points race. We have the first four finishers coming out of the Martha Washington uh, that is run at Oaklawn Park. And again, you know, we were talking about pace scenarios and stuff. It looks like all the speed is is garnered on the outside, which draws my eye to Motion Emotion, uh, who I think could get the inside. You know, a, a nice trip on the inside. He's a horse for course, two for two at Oaklawn, and has won in a mile and a 16th. So it'll be interesting to see how these horses lay over uh, on her. Uh, and again, I don't have odds in front of me, but my selection in here is motion to motion. 
Yeah, I think Motion of Motion is the uh, slight morning line favorite, and and I guess it kind of makes sense, even though she's not coming out of stakes races. Those uh, two wins she had, as you mentioned locally, were just really nice, fast. Uh, I believe one was sprinting, one was around two turns, like you mentioned. So off of those two races, I, I kind of think she's the one to beat as well. Uh, however, there is that speed factor again. Uh, you know, I, she she really got to the lead nicely in both of those wins. Now there's a horse in here who's very fast called Rain uh, Rain Tree Starlet, who I think could make life a little bit more difficult for Motion to Motion. I'm going to say in a wide open race, Motion to Motion is still the one to beat. Uh, but again, I'm you know the, the horse is coming out of the Martha Washington. There wasn't much separation between the four of them at the wire here, and I'm, I'm looking at the form for reasons to like one more than the other three, and I don't see a heck of a lot there either. It wasn't a super fast race, so I, I'm looking for somebody else, and, and I found a, a shipper from California named Bizwax, who, who's uh, a little more experienced, and I, I think some of those races in California might translate well uh, class from a class perspective as she comes to Arkansas. She's double digits, comes from a good stable. I, I would give her a shot in there in the honeybee. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, another, I think Tom Van Meter was the breeder of two horses in here. I don't have time to go through all my paperwork. But uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, you know, this. we're talking about experience here. Eight starts, has only broken its maiden, but that last start was impressive, and it was stretching out, uh, you know, going a mile so uh you know it'll it'll be interesting because i i just think it's going to be a stampede getting into that first turn uh at oaklawn park with all these outside horses with speed uh rain tree starlet uh, i've got a lot of checks on this horses uh it, it again distance is going to be the question uh i don't know enough about it, it's it's breeding um it's 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 a homebred of the Van Ayers, and I don't know enough about Brian Williamson, the trainer, but I do know the horse is undefeated at Oaklawn, and is really on its toes in a recent morning workout. And uh, again, uh, Brian, could you tell me? Do you have the odds on Rain Tree Starlet? I don't have the odds in front of me. I I, I know she's going to be a little bit higher uh, coming out of sprint. I'll say this, John. I don't really like Rain Tree Starlet as a, as a winner. I just think she's really fast, and I think her game will be sprinting. Uh, she she came out of Hawthorne to begin her career, and now she's uh, a stakes winner at Oakland Park. I, I think she just makes it harder for Motion to Motion or other horses who are out there in this race early because Rain Tree Starlet is a very fast filly. Well, it, it will be interesting. It's going to be an interesting day, an in- interesting card. And uh, b- before we go, Brian, uh, a- anything new going on uh, uh, with your life, with any of the uh, the partnerships you're putting together? How are things going? Uh, good. good. Uh, still doing Horse Center every week. I, I, I invite your uh, audience to check that out if you've never seen it. Uh, a YouTube weekly show, Matt Schiffman and I have a lot of fun doing that. Still writing for Horse Racing Nation uh, all the time. Derby Day Racing, uh, we haven't had a lot of luck yet. With uh, We got two horses who uh, turned three a few months ago, and uh, one has had some physical setbacks. We're hoping to get the, the trap shot going soon. Uh, unfortunately, our looking at Lucky Philly is now 0 for 4. 
but uh, we always thought she'd be a filly that gets better with age, John. So we'll see. She's uh, she's at, down at uh, Buff Bradley's barn in uh, New Orleans, and she'll be coming up to uh, Kentucky soon. So we're we're excited to have uh, her back, and uh, she's going to break her maiden sooner or later. And uh, uh, most of all, we're having fun with uh, our partners and uh, a lot of good friends. So uh, always a good time. All right, and it is Partnerships in Racing. We're talking with Brian Zipsy. Brian, thanks again for uh, for helping me out today. Great insights on these races that are going to happen Saturday. I wish you nothing but the best. Good luck to you, John. Always a pleasure to be on the show. All right, that was Brian Zipsy earlier in the show. Mike Pataglia, Mr. Turfway Park. Wish him luck with Debo in the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Want to thank my producer, Josh. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Remember, big weekend pull down those easy win forms and when you go to the races bet with your head not over it thanks for listening to winning ponies with john Engelhart. we know the information from today's show will help you at the next post keep listening for more next thursday at 8 p.m eastern time 5 p.m pacific on the voice america sports network